Well, g'day and hello, everybody. Good afternoon, and welcome to another episode of Deep Dive, where we're continuing to just push deeper into what we talk about on Sunday. And we're currently going through a Christmas series on peace, and、uh, we're looking at what it means for peace in Christmas, but also just the word peace in general and what that means in our world. This morning, I have with me.、Uh, I'm Caleb, and I have Simon here. Hi. And we have Josh. He's here as well. And it's great that we can be together. And、uh, yeah, we're looking forward to going further into what we're looking at this week, which is actually a bit of Romans. How exciting!、Uh, so we love Romans because it's so deep and, and dense, and just brings so much meat for us to chew. <laughs> nice and meaty, definitely. We do like to be a carnivore, but it's great to be together.、Uh, if you have any questions, does this come up? Just a reminder: throw them in the chat. Uh, and if we get a chance, we will answer them in the time, or we will come back to it at another time, and we will answer those questions because we will make these times where we actually go deeper to actually have some relevance for you and some、uh, actual answer some questions that you have. So please do put them in the comments so we can we can address those. But we're going to get straight into our reading. Maybe let's start off there, and it's it's from Romans, and it's Romans twelve. And we're going to actually start in verse nine. Let's read the whole passage first. And it says, "Don't just pretend to love others; really love them. Hate what is wrong; hold tightly to what is good. Love each other with genuine affection, and take delight in honouring each other. Never be lazy, but work hard and serve the Lord enthusiastically. Rejoice in our confident hope. Be patient in trouble, and keep on praying." When God's people are in need, be ready to help them. Always be eager to practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, and don't curse them. Pray that God will bless them. Be happy with those who are happy, and weep with those who are weep. Live in harmony with each other. Don't be too proud to enjoy the company of ordinary people, and don't think you know it all. Never pay back evil with more evil. And do things in such a way that everyone can see you are honourable. Do all that you can to live in peace with everyone. Dear friends, never take revenge. Leave that to the righteous anger of God. For the Scriptures say, "I will take revenge; I will pay them back," says the Lord. Instead, if your enemies are hungry, feed them. If they are thirsty, give them something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals of shame on their head, and don't let evil conquer you, but conquer evil by doing good. Such a fantastic reading, isn't it? And I just love that it's it's. We sort of mentioned last time it's a reflection of peace being something that comes from the the tree of love. Really, yeah,、uh, and, and yeah. What do you? What is? What's what comes to you when you read that, Simon? So it. Well, thanks, Caleb. <laughs> so、uh, the the thing that comes to me is that you can actually read this、uh, piece of the Bible here、um, that Paul, the Apostle Paul's writing to the Roman Church here, and and helping them to understand what it actually means to. To actually love one another and actually put it in action,、um, and in here, and, and so he's, he's actually referring how we love one another within our community, such as the church. 
So he's actually talking to the believers and he's talking to the church uh, and by extension within your family and then by extension within the community around you. It's those um, comments he's making there. But the, the point I wanted to make, and I thought it was actually interesting, and especially when you read that last section around that, you can take it one of two ways when you read this. Um, and, and the way that I don't want you to read it is that you do this in order to put shame on other people, um, in order to make them feel bad and you look good, because that's actually the wrong motive about how you come to do this. You know, it, that is definitely not, if you want to put somebody down, if you want to make yourself look good in the process of what you're doing, um, then you've missed the point of what it means to love one another in action. Literally that first part where it says, love must be sincere. That's you've exactly. missed that first part already. <laughs> so, so you've got to be, you've got to be sincere. Uh, you know, you, you're, not, you're not meant to be doing evil. Yeah, um, you, you, you're meant to be doing good, but it's not just words. It doesn't have ulterior motives. That's right. But see, the, the reason, and when we come into, um, let me just jump back into it here, in verse 20, uh, and he 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 basically says this, and he quotes scripture. And he says, "If your enemy is hungry, feed feed him. If he is thirsty, give him something to drink. In doing this, you will heap burning coals on his head." So, in other words, it's not you're not actually doing it um, to heap burning coals on their head. So, what what it means, you, you know, uh, burning coals with shame. It's not about uh, shaming somebody. That's not the intent. That's not the important part of what this passage has for us. Yeah, it's almost like the revenge isn't the love. It's This no. is the different way of treating them. That's right. So if, if somebody, and, and keep in mind, this is about enemies. This, this is somebody that is, is hating you, that is wanting to do harm to you. And if you turn around and do good to them, what does that show that person, it shows that they're, you know, that they're out for it, you know. And, and so that's why Paul says that they will feel shame because of their actions, because of the good that you're doing. So it's, it's not about to shame somebody. It's not about to, to make them feel bad. That's not this. This is actually about how you love, how you bring peace, how you bring harmony within to your relationships and it's about changing that nature of what that means for us to to keep that into in check with our, the basis of what you're meant to be doing. I actually, Josh, can you just jump to this this passage, yep. which was the key key verse for us, um, which was right back at the um, verse eighteen. Verse eighteen. Yep. There we go. And, and and what I wanted to kind of explain here was that. He Paul's saying, do all you can to live in peace with everyone. So this is the extension of what we we're just talking about. Um, and the interesting thing here for us is that there's a real key word there, and it's you. That's the key. Do all that you can. So it's not about making somebody else. It's all about how you change your behaviour, how you live in peace, how you treat other people, how you express love. It's all, it's all about not changing other people. It's about changing yourself. So this is about self-reflection. This is about self-change. This is about how you live out your life, how you live out your Christian values, how, how this flows into every relationship that you have. So it's not about um, making other people feel bad. It's not about making them to 
change their behaviour. Now, they may want to change their behaviour. They may feel shame for what they've done to you and you're treating them with such kindness back uh, and, and that will uh, question why they're doing it and that you can have a conversation about that. And that's, really, that's a really good key inroad into talking about how your faith makes a difference in your life and your behaviour and the way you treat others. And that's a really big key for us. You know, we, we need to actually be able to show the love of God in our life in action in this place, uh, in, in the world that we live in within our families. Uh, and so some translations actually say, live in peace with everyone as much as it is possible. So in other words, what, what they're saying is that the reality of our world is that you might live in peace, but the other person may never get to that point. And you might not be able to get into that peace relationship with them because they may always consider you to be an enemy or wanting to do harm to you or whatever it is. But it's or they a, could be jealous of or you could, or, you know. Whatever it might be. That, yeah, exactly. Jealousy is a really big thing um, around there. Um, but it's, it's actually, so you need to work for yourself and, and let the other person work for themselves. It's not about changing the other person. And when you come into, here's a random thought that's just coming off the top of my head just right now, in terms of those kind of situations and especially within families, is often when I'm having a conversation with a young couple or a couple, they don't necessarily have to be young, but a couple that's getting married and one of the things is that uh, one of the conversations I have and we talk about is how that it's not about trying to change the other person. And marriage is not about a way to come in to change the other person to be more like you. Um, it, it's actually how you come together um, in that moment. And I think that's, that's so important for us in our relationships. And, and that's like, if you think about marriage as the beginning point of a family in terms of where you're creating a new family, we're thinking in our Western understanding what family is, um, then that very point of making sure that you live in peace, making sure that you don't, you know, one of the things that, we, that I talk about and we talk about um, when we're coming into, into marriage is that uh, there will be times when you won't see eye to eye, when you'll have an argument, when things won't go well, but it's about those moments that you then take and go, well, how do I change that? How do I not go to bed angry? How do I not fester on it? How do I not hold a grudge? How do I not uh, be offended by all of these things? Um, but actually come to the point of going, well, let's figure this out before yeah, it gets too far. Absolutely. And I think a big thing that helps me understand that in my context of friendships and, and how I treat my close friends and stuff is we got to remember, and this is the humbling part of the start, we're not 100%. If we think about it and we're close, we actually can maybe pull, if you're a really good person, maybe a 75, you know, a 70. Uh, and when we start to think other people are going to come and be like us, it's almost expecting that they're going to be like 125% to make the 200%. And especially in a relationship scenario, we often think, oh, they're going to complete me or vice versa when no one is 100%. And this just brings it back to the need for Jesus because he's the only one that actually can bring our inadequacy up to the fullness of what it's meant to be. And, and yeah, so it's, and that's really, that's so important about, um, about being a disciple and a follower of Jesus and actually learning from 
what Jesus taught taught about um, and uh, what Jesus did and the things he did and and also just actually and coming into Christmas and uh, we, you know Josh is going to go to a wide shot for us just here at the moment. Uh, there he is. See there we go. one of the one of the <laughs> there you go. Well done, Josh. <laughs> Thank you. You know we, we we have our just up here on uh, on the the stage where we're sitting at the moment. We actually have our manger, which is the significance of Jesus' birth um, and remembering the birth, but the lowly birth. Um, and, and it's like that whole topsy-turvy nature of who Jesus is um, and not coming into the kingdom as being king, but coming into the kingdom as being a child, um, humble um, and vulnerable. But, you know, that whole nature of the, the, the manger, which is the, the basically the trough where you put it's feed. Feeding trough, yeah. yeah. feeding trough. Um, and, and then, but... It doesn't mean much unless you actually have the cross. Um, and so that's why at Christmas we always have the manger and the cross together. We, don't, we never have one without the other because within Jesus' birth, we realise that the, the death and the resurrection of Jesus is so important. So that's why we have those together. But it, it means that we live our life in, in such a way that we are honouring what Jesus has done in, in all of this in all of this time. So when we come to Christmas, we start to realise that um, it's not about what we get out of it. It's not about um, the presents that we have, or the presents that we give, or the food well, that even we even when eat. you give your present, you yep. feel better normally than when you receive your present. <laughs> Well, so yeah, well, you you and I might that way, you know. I I know I know I prefer to give something, and I feel really um, self conscious when people give something to me. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, I mean, there's there's a level of um of wanting the other person to receive it well, right? Like, I I mean, I know I I will get uh, I enjoy receiving it, but I really enjoy giving it. But then I'm going to get nervous because it's like, well, I've thought about this gift, but I want that gift to be really good. Yeah. You, you are you are a gift giver, Josh. So we we, we know that. It's a great friend to have. It's it's actually well. It's it's uh, you know and talking about love. Um, in that, I think it's one of your uh, um, love languages, isn't it, Josh? Is it being yes. a gift giver. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were, I worked that out. It is. It is <laughs> Which means that's the way you express your love to another person is that you think about you, you you um, invest in yourself within this gift to give them to that person to express that love and. And that's why, you know, all three of us here go, we actually prefer to give than receive. But other people are actually quite happy to receive, you know. Um. Absolutely. And it's a great segue to actually what I was just thinking about this passage and particularly in Romans 12 because the literal title of this passage, this section that we've broken down out of this big letter is called Love in Action. You know, it's understanding how do we live in this world deliberately, purposefully, intentionally in this way to create love, to create peace deliberately with the world around us, doing our best to sit in that and actually be a part of it. Uh, and, and, you know, love languages is one thing that we understand that we can push into naturally to engage with how we display love, how we receive love. But in here, it's got some really great examples. And I'm just going to bring Josh into the conversation and actually just yes. ask him, what's one of the things in that list there, Josh, in the passage that actually stands out to you, and then I say to you as well, Simon, uh, what are some of those things that actually in there, which one stands out to you in terms of love in action as a practical, um, a practical act we can engage with? Because 
we got to be pushing into it. It's deliberate. And, and these are just some of the things that Paul rattled off for us. And there's more things that we can do now. There's some of them that maybe aren't as relatable in your situation or context. But what stands out? I've just been rereading it. <laughs> funny enough, because I've got it right in front of me. Um, it's, it's funny because I go back to... N- um, part 18 in it. And I go back to that, that key kind of um, verse there that you, you brought up, Simon, um, of do all that you can. Because um, I think f- for me, um, it's, it's all about what you can, um, one of the parts of like, you know, love and then, um, and then giving out your love is doing all that you can in, in what you do. Um, and, and not in a, and I think we, we try and not get um, too caught up when we call when we say love that it's just romantic love that it is love for a neighbor love for a friend love for a family member um, and I always come like I think one of my sort of morals or sort of like things that ground me is if I do right by me I can do right by everyone else I can do the best I can, if I can do the best I can for myself, I can do the, I can share that with everyone else. Um, I start, I, th- I think what's really important for me out of all of that is if I've, if I work on me, I, I, I have the ability to work on other people. You know, if I put myself in the best sort of position, I can lift those p- people up. But if I'm not doing that for me, for me, um, then how can I be able to serve others or love others if I don't love myself? Um, so I think out of all of those parts, I think do all that you can for you is probably the bit that stands out. And there's a great thought in uh, leadership, which is you can only bring people to the point that you yourself are at. You can't go- take anyone beyond the point that you are at yourself. So if you're wanting to bring people to a higher call, well, how can you do that if you haven't yourself got to that, which is a great reflection. Yep. What about yourself, Simon, in that, uh, he, in that yeah. passage? You know I was going to throw it to you. And you know I'm going to throw it back to you just in a moment. Of course. That's I was <laughs> You're just quickly reading it just to make sure you've got which one you want to do. But actually, the, th- the, one, the one that kind of strikes home for me, um, and this may actually talk more about me than it does about necessarily sure. what, because I, I, I love a whole lot of those in there. You know, I think they're great. Um, but the one that strikes home to me is it says um, in verse 16, uh, do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position. Do not be conceited. Um, so, you know, and that the reason I say that that's the one that speaks to me because that's the one I need to work on the most um, for myself. So, uh, Here's the thing: it's not it's not about the one I love that I can do more easily. Uh, that I'm kind of saying this. It, it's it's actually about the one that speaks to me about what, how can I how can I bring more love? How can I bring more peace into the situation? What is the one that thing that I need to work on in order for me to be um, more open with people? Um, and one of the things that I've been that's been a big challenge for me this year is that I'm, I'm a very guarded person. I don't let people in easily. If you, <laughs> Caleb's giggling away there because he knows that's so true. <laughs> so, um, and one of the challenges that uh, uh, our team gave me for this year was how do you be more honest and open with people? How do you let people in? Um, and 
So that is actually a big challenging one for me is that part of being open is not to be proud. It's not to say that you are better than everybody else or that you know more or that you're right and they're wrong. It's that, you know, and that's, how, that's the whole thing about becoming into peace in this situation is to, is to not continue. In order for peace to happen in that space, you're not putting yourself above other people. You are putting yourself with people. It's not, it's not saying that you're too proud to associate with those and this is in a low position. And, and if you think back over history, back over uh, the professional nature of what it means to be in ministry, so like if you think of the three classic professions, uh, they were lawyer, doctor, and they were the priest. So they were, they were the three classic professions that people would go to for help. And so if you think about that position that you have here in this, this pastoral position, this religious position, it, it really is, uh, is a privilege and you can actually place yourself in, in a high position and you can go and keep yourself up there. And that's what, um, even back in that time, religious leaders were doing that. Um, and, and, and that's not just, I'm saying religious leaders as in the general, not necessarily Christian, um, but religion, they would place themselves above other people because they knew the knowledge more than other people. So they, and, and one of the things that, that I love about the Reformation, uh, that I love about, about uh, where our church is going is it's, it's the words of God, the words of Jesus in the hands of ordinary people and God is speaking through that. And it's not about having the best knowledge. It's not about having, you know, the degrees and other bits and pieces. And, and, and to the point that I have a couple of degrees and I have none of them up on my wall. I, as a matter of fact, I don't even think I know where they are. So it's like... I think mine's just in an envelope somewhere on the side. <laughs> for me, that... Well, it's wonderful to attain that knowledge. While it's wonderful to be that, getting that academic kind of qualifications, it's not important to me. Um, and so that's the real challenge for me is about how do I live to allow other people in um, and how do I change this nature so not to be so aloof, not to be so uh, I know, know it all kind of thing, but to let other people be a part of what's going on. It's, it's, it's really, and in doing that, you create that space for peace because you're not creating a, a, a dualistic nature between yourself and the other person. You're not creating a barrier, so you're allowing peace to come into that space. So, Caleb. That's fantastic. Yes. Now over to you. Yeah, me. Um, well, I actually, I quite like uh, verse 12. and th- The thing that stands out for me is 12 and 13. And it's, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. I think what that has for me is there's two parts. The first part is it's a way of life. Joy, patience, faithfulness. If you include that in each aspect, then that's going to be something that creates a place of peace. It's going to be something that creates a, a, an environment of love, which you can actually start to... Um, facilitate the life of Jesus amongst. So if you, have, if you have that life of joy in hope, patience in affliction and faithfulness in prayer, which I think they can go across all three, all three interact. I think that's why he lists them together like that. 
um, then actually that creates the environment for that. The second part is share with the Lord's people who are in need. And I think that's just so important because it's actually about the community. You know, we often hear about, um, I have a lot of people that in my world say, oh, I can do it on my own. There's no such thing as an individual Christian. Like Christianity at its core is the community of believers that actually come around each other, support each other, give their gifts to each other, embrace each other's gifts, allow for the differences, allow for what each other brings for each other, brings the different parts of their heart to each other and actually makes you a rounded person in that too. Because then you're actually getting the full breadth of gifts that God spread across his people, not just one flavor, which is pretty much what you bring. It's like, we can go with an analogy of a curry, you know? What good's a curry with just the, the, um, the, the chili spice? You know, a curry has a lot of flavors, so you have to have lots of spices. And so it's that community, you know, like it all comes back to that community. And Simon's laughing because he's like, you're just an extrovert. <laughs> Give me some quiet time. And I respect that for those people. But for what that just highlights for me is the patience, the joy and the faithfulness has to be done in community too. It can't just be done by yourself, because that is just putting yourself in a vulnerable position. Uh, actually, I was laughing at the curry analogy, to, <laughs> to be honest. Uh, because, you can tell what I want for dinner. Uh, <laughs> no, it, it, actually, no, because it's actually interesting. If you, if you pull that curry analogy out, uh, a great curry doesn't have one spice or one flavour. It's got lots of them there. There may be one that sings a little bit more or has a little bit more punch to it, a kick to it, but there are a whole lot of other notes there. And without those little notes in there, you might think that um, you could never be a Caleb. Sure. <laughs> um, it, it, like in the, the relationships you have, you got, you're got you much more quiet or um, and other people are, you know, out there and seems to be doing wonderful things and amazing stuff out in the world and you're going, oh, isn't it, you know, I wish I could do that. You're going, the, the thing about a curry is you take one of those small flavours away and it whole changes the whole thing. Whole dish is different. Uh, and, it, and it's different. It's it, it, even though it may be a small addition, it is it balances it out, it rounds it out, and that's the kind of same thing with 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 churches, with families, with with friends, all those things. It's, it's not about one individual. It's not about um, you know just letting that one person and we were all you know falling under that person's lead or everything. We work together. Um, uh, coming coming back around to. Uh, you know, kind of leads me into this thought I was having that uh, like coming out of the message that I gave on on Sunday around having peace within our family. Um, one of the things that a number of people have said was that there were there are three key areas um, that within our holiday period, so like Christmas period, but holiday period in general, that has um, caused damage to families over the years, uh, one being alcohol, um, another one being pressure, um, and and the other one is is having family around and, you know, there's the increased nature and of the relationships. And the pressure being self-expectations, right? Yeah. And, and, and we were then having this conversation on Monday in our team meeting and we were talking about how it's interesting, each of those three things, there are actually three things that you make a choice about. So... Uh, choice about drinking alcohol is your choice. You know, you're the one that's doing it. Uh, so you can't, you, you, 
and let me say this, if you have an issue with alcohol, it's actually a really good time to, to actually do something about it. Um, I, I want to be honest, the thing I said on Sunday was that it, it's very easy and at times churches just come out and say, don't drink, you know, and, and yeah, that will alleviate the problem about alcoholism. But for many people, that's not their reality. It's not the way um, their world works and it's not the way community works, you know, um, for, for them. Um, so the point is, how do you reduce it? How do you decrease it? It's a choice that you make um, in that space. And the same with um, pressure, you know, and that's what we're talking about is that, um, and it was really interesting because the conversation was, you know, yeah, we, we, we make all these expectations around Christmas we, we, and about presents and about all of these things. Yes, um, the commercials, the, the TV, the, the advertising, the, the pressure from business is always there for, for you to, you know, they're, they're telling you to buy this stuff and they're telling you to buy um, these things because it'll make you feel better. They, they, they work on the basis of that you'll feel good if you buy this or you'll look good if you buy this or you'll be, you know, they, they work on the basis that it'll give you a good feeling. Your life is incomplete without it. Exactly, exactly. So, um, but here's the thing. It's a choice you make as whether you let that, you know, they, they, there's nobody out there saying you've got to do this. Um, Even more on that, it's a choice to say, I'm going to listen to what the world tells me or I'm going to choose to listen to God who says, I am yep. enough because I'm with you. Yep. You know. You're, we, we are definitely more than enough. God, God has created each and every one of us wonderfully and beautifully in, in his image. And it's, and it's that that really sits at the heart of us, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's his validation, which actually is the thing that brings us into fulfillment, not, not the things we buy at Christmas. That's right. So you, the, you can... The dinner. <laughs> yeah, the dinner or the, 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 the celebrity endorsement of a product and it's going to make you, you know, and, and the, the thing about celebrity endorsements is that the companies will give or pay these people to hold a product or have a product, um, whether, it's, whether it's the latest phone by a particular company or whatever. And there's this... Let me just digress for a moment. I just we because, love a tangent uh, because it's it's interesting because uh, there's you know some phone companies out there that have, have uh, they, they have celebrity endorsements and they're you know like they're the brand ambassador of you know say whether it's an Oppo or whatever it might be, but they're being called out of doing their their Instagram posts or tweets and it's been and they're all been on say an iPhone so they've been on a com- compete. Uh, a competitor's product. So the, the whole thing about celebrity endorsement, it, it's all made up in order for you to go and purchase something. It, it's actually not real. Marketing and advertisement. <laughs> Marketing and advertising. It's not real. So don't think that you'll get to the Kim Kardashian status because you buy what she, she's endorsing. Never think that. Um, and, and, it's, and I'm not putting down any particular individual. I'm actually just saying that Buying a product is not going to make you wonderful. Having this stuff is not going to make you any better. Having having all of the the money in the world is not going to get you to live in peace. Because if you can't live in love, you'll never live in peace. And that's that's so important for us to do. Um, the, the third thing that is about and where we really were exploring on Sunday was about family. Um, and we kind of need to realise that within our family, we all have different families. 
we all have different expectations. We all have different ways we behave and do things. And and um, I was just having a conversation earlier today um, about how our Western families, and you know, being in Australia, an Australian, um, that our family structure is quite different. And when we come from a different cultural background, our expectations of the way we do things is differently. And so we need to keep those in mind that there's some different cultural expectations around that. But there, you know, even in those cultural expectations, there's always still some tension because we're people um, and we have different opinions. We have different ideals. We have different ways of thinking about stuff. We're wired differently. So we need to learn how can we love and put it into action in that space. And it's not about, and I love the point, about not taking offence and things. So it's a, the, the, taking offence is about, you know, somebody may offend you and that's true. They may something, say something bad to you. But it's about whether you want to live out of that or you live out of God's love for you. So for me, I choose to live out of God's love, not out of what other people say to me. Um, and so that's so important for us because that's actually, and I think that was probably a point I really made. I didn't didn't hit as well as I wanted to hit that in order to live not offended by others, we need to have somebody else that speaks positively into your life, and that is God for for us. That is Jesus for us. Uh, that God speaks into our lives, and I can let all that offended language just fall away from me. Yeah, so good, and that's found in the Bible. You know, it's found in quiet times, deliberately listening for God in his whisper. It's found in listening to worship music. It's found in all those ways that we strongly encourage you to push into in a personal aspect as well as in the corporate way of living. So good. Yeah, I know for me, like when I get really harried or, you know, if things have been difficult, it's coming into prayer, uh, coming back into and, and sitting in um, back in the Bible um, and, and rereading that, but it's also with that worship music that you said, because um, so often it's just coming back into that praise and and, and worship and, and just being able to bring that out, and it just comes out, and you just suddenly go, yes, yes, and you're suddenly in such a different place because you've taken it off the weights that you had, um, and it, it, I don't. You probably you probably like m- myself. Um, I tend to play a lot of things in my head. Do you? Do you do that? Not an internal processor at all. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, you have conversations that you've had, you play them over in your head and they're, you know, and, and you go, oh, I could have done this differently or, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's normally when you're in the shower or on the toilet when you get the perfect comeback or like yeah. what you could have done better. <laughs> That's about two weeks later. <laughs> two weeks later. <laughs> but see, the thing is that it was two weeks later, you spent those two weeks thinking about and trying to process what that has actually is for you, and so that means that you spend that two weeks churning over this rather than releasing it and letting it go because we've got to let God speak into our lives in that process. So we've got to, and that's why it's good to come into prayer, come into the Word of God, and come into worship. Um, mm-hmm. It's such a such a and, and and another really good way is to come into service for others. And then, so this this is all what Paul is saying here is these are the things that help you love. Because it takes it out of yourself, away from yourself, and into investing into other people. So good. I'm going to throw it over to Josh real quick. Any closing thoughts? Um, two, I think. Well, one was it just that came to then was if it's ch- if if you're that person that is, um, it's where it is churning inside of you. Um, kind of take a step back to realize that it is, um, and then bring it to God, um, because you can be. Um, 
letting it just kind of build up, build up, build up. But if you if you've realized that that's actually what's happening, then then bring it to God and then be able to actually release it. Um, is actually identifying that's actually happening in, um, internally inside of you. The um, the second thing was, and I was just doing a little uh, quick look up, was when you guys were talking about ads before, one ad that's actually doing a little bit of a different approach than just trying to get you to buy things is Westfield. Um, and they're actually taking an approach, if you look at the ad, they're actually trying to promote Christmas and the joy of Christmas and the peace that's actually going to come during this time, especially during what has happened during the world, is that we actually need a bit of this joy and cheer. Um, so if you're just thinking of um, that, you know, all the big corporate um, moguls are trying to out to get you and get your money and everything, Westfield is actually trying to promote the joy and the spirit of, you know, what this all means um, to us, especially since that this is a Christian holiday. Um, well, that's really good. My cynical nature. Get a manger in Westfield and we'll be good. Oh, no, 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 they they do have their Christmas decorations up, but you know, uh, and I think it's 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 good that companies do honour the what Christmas is about, Um, Mm. but they do want you in their shops. Oh yeah, (laughs) they they they. If if just to kind of go on on that, they if you do the research into them, they are actually trying to. They want you to be, yes, they want you to be in the store, but Westfield specifically is trying to get you to support the businesses that are trying to, that are actually struggling. So they're actually, so it's it's easy to go, yes, they're trying to get you money, but they're actually trying to do it to support the local businesses and support those that are struggling. Because if you look at it, there, there's two lines out of it that stands out in their ad, which is there is good tidings to close out the year to Christmas is coming early and some much needed good cheer. You know, so they're taking yeah. Christian values out of what this event is and trying to bring it into the community and bring it in. It's quite, it's yeah. The 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 guys that made it, it's quite it's quite admirable what they're trying to do. Yep, no, and I think it's great. <laughs> Let me be honest. I'm not I'm not wanting to be cynical about it. Um, and and it is good to support those local businesses. And and the thing is that what we're saying is, it, it's not it, not to not go and buy things. But to realise that you set what you want to do, you're 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 in charge of the boundaries. You're in charge of of, of those things. It's not other people. Um, that's what I want you to think about. So, um, because it takes the pressure off when you set those, um, and you know where those expectations are being set. So, so, Caleb, what's your final thoughts? My final thoughts. Well, just going off what we've done uh, this afternoon, I think, just to continue to encourage you to push into action uh, where we're looking for peace and where we're looking for this life of love. Continue just to look to push into that. Find what it is that actually you do naturally. Find the things you struggle with and learn to uh, develop the ones you struggle with maybe and and to just continue to embrace into those aspects that actually uh, come maybe a bit more naturally. Great conversation. Fantastic. Fantastic. We love Romans. But uh, let's just, would you mind praying for us as we go out, Simon? Not uh, not a problem. Love to do that. So let's just pray together. Let's just take this moment to ask God to to really come and work within each and every one of us to to actually bring a sense of peace um, within our families, within our challenging situations that we have. So let's just pray together. Oh, gracious Lord, we just, we give you thanks that uh, you continue to encourage us 
um, that w- and 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 humble us and and bring us back to reality about ourselves. But Lord, you do it because you love us, um, and that that we are made in your image. And so, Lord, we just come and we ask that that our love may be sincere, that we may we be do what is good, that we may be joyful, that we may be patient, that we may be faithful, that we may uh, practice hospitality in the world, that we may rejoice and mourn and we may be without um, ego and not be proud. But Lord, help us to, in all ways, to live in peace with each and every one within our families, within our friends, within the world around us. Lord, we just ask a blessing upon us and upon everybody that is tuned in with us today. And Lord, we just ask that you be with them right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. 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 Well, thank you again, everyone, for joining in on another episode of Deep Dive. And uh, again, if there's any questions that you have, please put them in. We'll come around to them. We will get to them next week or something if you have some. So don't be afraid, be brave, put them in. No such thing as a silly question. Or or if you don't want to put a question and you want to actually just go, um, yes, I really loved it. Encouragement is also really good. So we we love the questions, but we also love it when people encourage and celebrate with one another. So jump in and do that. Um, Yeah. So good. We'll see you next week or on Sunday, actually. Catch you there. Fantastic. See you then. Bye.